It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. Have you ever said no to receiving even something simple? I think most of us have. We'll look at that in our thought of the day. And in our interview segment, Melanie Benson helps us figure out the bottlenecks that can get in the way of our prosperity. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. It never gets old. The topic of overcoming lack thinking and living in abundance. And there's a reason for that mindset of lack. Many, actually. Among them is that we're exposed from an early age to society's many messages that while giving is good, receiving is bad. While we're not necessarily told that receiving is something negative in so many words, the message certainly manifests itself all over. How many news reports, television shows, and major motion pictures shed a positive light on those who've earned a lot of money? Not too many. Rather, they tend to portray wealthy people as greedy, soulless monsters who will step on or or step over anyone in pursuit of the almighty dollar. Were you ever asked when you were a little kid, hey, when you grow up, do you want to be wealthy or happy? As though the two, wealth and happiness, are naturally at odds with one another. I would think the correct answer to that question is yes, wealthy and happy. And why not? Is there any principle that puts the two at odds? But apparently, the societal conditioning that gets put into our heads so infects us on an unconscious level that not only will we sometimes sabotage receiving a large amount of money we've earned through providing value to the marketplace, but when someone even offers us a compliment, something small, we wave it away with our hand and deny it with our words. Of course, when we accept a compliment, we shouldn't be arrogant about it and say, yeah, I know, what's your point? But we can simply say, thank you, or thank you, that means a lot to me, or I really appreciate that. But we often don't because, again, I suggest this is on an unconscious level, it just doesn't feel right based on what we've been taught. We can overcome this, though, by staying conscious of this issue and taking steps to improve ourselves in this regard. We can actively, and again, consciously notice society's negative teachings when these lack messages hit us and when we seem to be accepting them. And then we can deny their power over us. We can also look for positive examples. One of my favorite movie scenes ever occurred near the end of the 1981 comedy Arthur, where Dudley Moore's character, Arthur, and Liza Minnelli's character, Linda, are discussing the fact that if they get married, Arthur's father will disinherit him and he and Linda will be financially poor. I'm paraphrasing a bit here, so please forgive me. Arthur says to her, well, I've always been rich and I've always been unhappy. To which Linda replies, well, I've always been poor, but I've always been happy. To which Arthur's wise and outspoken grandmother responds, nonsense, both of you. I've always been rich and I've always been happy. What a great line. Talk about someone who refuses to buy into false premises regarding prosperity. I love it. Good news is we can do the same thing. Refuse to accept society's false premises about lack and prosperity and instead decide for ourselves to believe that which serves us rather than harms us. 
And when we operate out of a mindset of prosperity, we're in a much better position to serve others and bring exceptional value and prosperity to them as well. Coming up, we'll meet a woman who helps people amplify their profit and abundance mindset and get past that which keeps them stuck. Back with Melanie Benson right after this. Let me ask you, would you like to become objection-proof? Would you like to close sales gentler, easier, and more effectively than ever before? Would you like to never again have to discount your prices? Would you like to learn the one thing that motivates every human being to action and the only reason why people ultimately buy? Do you want to more effectively than ever before communicate the exceptional value that you provide to your customers and clients? If you answered yes to these questions, then what you want is to learn how to sell the go-giver away. If you'd like to dramatically increase your ability to influence and sell, then check out my one-hour audio program, Selling the Go-Giver Away. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Melanie Benson, the Profit Amplifier, has a gift for guiding fast-paced, mission-driven entrepreneurs to thrive in their small businesses. She quickly identifies what derails one from productivity and progress, ultimately freeing the entrepreneur to scale their influence and income and without the dreaded overwhelm. Melanie hosts the weekly podcast, Amplify Your Success, is author of the eBooks Rewired for Wealth and The Power of the Virtual Team. She's co-author of Entrepreneur.com Startup Guide to Starting an Information Marketing Business and has her success tips featured in magazines including American Express Open Forum, Bloomberg Business Week, Women's Day, Parenting Magazine, University of Phoenix Alumni Magazine, and many others. She's on the executive team for the Women's Speakers Association, as well as council chair for the Association of Transformational Leaders. Her main website is MelanieBenson.com. That'll be in the show notes. She also has a really cool Awaken Leadership Summit coming up, which I'll ask her about later, and we'll give that URL later as well. It'll be in the show notes, too. She's also a great friend of mine and just a fantastic human being. Hi, Mel. How are you, my friend? Hey, Bob. Oh, my gosh. You have the best radio voice on the planet. All right. They used to say you have a good face for radio. I <laughs> never quite knew what I meant, what they meant. Hey, so I was saying, Mel, in the earlier segment that it never seems to get old, this um, tension, if you will, between lack thinking and prosperity thinking. Uh, we most likely, I would imagine, I mean, you're the expert, but I'm just going to imagine that we're born with a totally prosperous mindset, but life sort of does its best to take it away from us after a while. Is that true? Yeah, I think that, you know, human beings are always born with limitless opportunity, possibility embedded in us, but our conditioning, the people we grow up with, our society, and really it depends on the messages that you take in about money and success. They're either conditioning you to feel limitless and, and able to achieve anything, or it's conditioning you to be scared and fearful and worried and holding yourself back. And so the good news is if that conditioning has taken place, that you can uncondition your, <laughs> your old patterns, right, and create new ones. But yeah, I think, I, I know I was conditioned into a scarcity mindset, and it really ruled my roost for a really long time until I started to understand that I could... I could rewire the way I think, I could rewire my beliefs, I could rewire the way my thought patterns were, 
and turn on a whole nother level of success. So yeah, it's, it's, and I think it's kind of an epidemic too, Bob. Like I see a lot of people struggling for all the wrong reasons. And it's always unconscious, isn't it? Yes. Most of us, well, so it's unconscious always, until you know, no. right? right. <laughs> it's unconscious until you become aware that, yeah, I might have some scarcity mindset coming on here. <laughs> and then you start to be begin the rewiring and you start to see, wow, okay, I'm really limiting my own good. I'm really right. limiting where I'll take my business because of the way I think. And that, right. that creates the new possibility. So let's let's talk about something you call bottlenecks. And I want to tie that together with, with business. What are common bottlenecks, those those things that get in the way, I guess, and, and, and gum things up that can derail an otherwise fast-paced business owner or or professional? Well, and let's just define a bottleneck. You, you were right on here. A bottleneck is when we typically get in our own way and mm -hmm. we have something existing in our business. It could be in another area of our life, but we'll, we'll tailor this to business today, where we are wanting something, but we we, like a bottleneck, can't get there fast enough because the pipeline is too small or we've kind of stepped on the hose, if you will. And one of the big ones that you already brought up is our mindset. Our thinking is either setting us up to see limitless possibility or limited possibility. So mindset's a big one. But another one that a lot of people don't realize is a bottleneck is trying to create your next level of success the same way you got to this level of success. And that ties into the mindset because you're thinking, hey, I can work more, I can sell more, I can do what I did more. And most of us don't have more to give. We don't have more time. We don't have more bandwidth. We don't have that much more we can sell. I mean, some people can optimize their sales and marketing processes to achieve more. But it's not necessarily the best way to get to the next level of success. And there's things like getting stuck in the weeds. I don't know if you, if you know that saying, Bob, but you know, when you get stuck in the weeds, it's like you're so focused on putting out fires and solving mm -hmm. problems and the minutia of the business, you're not kind of pulling your head up and saying, where am I going? Where do I want to be next? And so we get stuck in this drudgery of running our business instead of the passion and what I might even call the leadership of expanding your success exponentially. And it causes people to play small. So those are some of the big ones. I can get into more if you want, but those feel like some of the biggest ones that I know people face. So how once we're at the point where we recognize that, how do we go about taking the steps to get get past that and undo those those bottlenecks? Well, I think it really depends on which bottleneck you're struggling with. If you have a mindset bottleneck, then I always tell people, hire a coach, get into a community, you know, follow a podcast. You know, we both have great podcasts for this. So teaching yourself to think like a CEO or a leader would think, even if it's just you. Like when you train your mind to think bigger than the business you're in right now, you make better decisions. And we all know that the quality of our decisions are defining the quality of our results, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a that's a basic one that everybody could do immediately is start learning to think bigger. Start learning to think like a leader of a multi-six-figure or multi-seven-figure business would think, regardless if it's you, a team of contractors, or you've got a team of 100. It doesn't matter. It's just thinking differently. Um, let's say you're stuck in that wrong wrong strategy to grow to the next level. Well, what you need to look at is what's the leveraged or optimized way to grow from where I'm at now to the next level. Mm -hmm. So it's not about doing more. Like most, like I said, most of us can't do more, right? There's just not enough time in the day to do more. And actually, Bob, I think a lot of people hold themselves back 
because they don't have clarity on how to get to that next level. Ah, okay. Yeah. And so they're like, I don't know how to do it. So I'm just going to stay where I'm at or I'm comfortable here. I don't know that I really should go to that next level. I'm going to give something important up. That really goes back to the mindset again. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's mindset that does it. There's also maybe a lack of knowledge of, of how to get past something or um, maybe the business model itself. I mean, so I guess Absolutely. it's a, a matter of discovering what it is, what that bottleneck is in the first place, and then then taking the steps to get past it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that clarity, you know, we always say you can't solve a problem that you don't know what the problem is, right? Like you're right. just going to solve it doing what you're doing now. Right. But if you understand the problem, you can take very specific action that's going to get you where you want to go. And, you know, there's that old Einstein saying, you can't solve a problem with the same level of thinking that created it. That's where you really could do yourself benefit, mm -hmm. tap into people who do think like that. Mm -hmm. So here's an interesting thing. The struggle with a, a prosperity mindset, if I can, if I can go back to that yes. uh, again, um, which, you know, manifests in financial struggle. Uh, it's really, it's common even for people making over seven figures. I mean, first in the way that that even if they're doing well financially, that that struggle is more in their their worry or their attachment or their fear of losing all that money. Or sometimes it manifests itself as this person's making, you know, making a million a year and they're spending a million two a year. So should, first of all, should that be surprising that those making a lot of money still have that struggle? I think it's shocking, actually. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, and this really goes back to the leadership game. You know, when an entrepreneur gets bigger and bigger and bigger, they're still trying to grow as an entrepreneur and they just don't necessarily think the way a leader needs to think. And this is why I'm so passionate about awakening your leadership in our entrepreneurs, because you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And here's what happens for a lot of people when they're making higher levels of income. They don't understand the difference between revenue and profit. And it's not because they're stupid or they don't know what they're doing. Like most of us are really, really good at the thing that we built our business around. Right. But that didn't make us good at managing and leading a business. So with a couple of tiny little shifts in thinking, you can start to really expand the profitability of your business and keep more of that money and or channel it more effectively. And it breaks my heart, Bob, when I when I talk to friends or colleagues or clients who they're making really good money, but they're suffering because, mm -hmm. again, that prosperity mindset is compromised and they're running so lean. They're they're not paying themselves. They they have um, bills out the wazoo and debt that's super overwhelming. And it's literally because the relationship they have with the flow of money coming in and money going out is not matching where they need to be for the size of business they are. It's just learning some new tricks, learning some new skills. And, it, and again, it's so common. I always tell my clients when they come in at this level and they're like, honey, I'm not making any money. I'm like, look, I've been working with entrepreneurs for 15 years. Many of them who are making seven figures, they're spending double what they're making and they can't figure out why they feel broke all the time. Mm -hmm. It's a mm -hmm. simple fix. You just need to know what you're looking for. Excellent. Good point. Why is shifting out of the doer mentality into the leadership mentality a pivot, a success pivot, if you will? Well, and again, this goes from thinking like an entrepreneur to thinking like the CEO or thinking like the leader. Mm. And it's funny, you know, I have this conversation with, with entrepreneurs all the time and they're like, well, I don't want to do that. I love what I do, right? And so that's part of the addiction is I, I get my fuel 
from creating. I get my fuel from doing. I get my fuel from being in the trenches with my clients. And people have this made-up story that they're going to lose that. That's not what this is about. When you shift out of entrepreneur and into leader, what that really means is you're no longer enmeshed in the weeds of your business, figuring out how to do the next thing. Think about it. We're moving by inches when we're caught up in the doing, right? Like what's the next thing that has to get done? If you want to catapult your success, you want to have a much greater impact, or you want to be able to grow your income exponentially, you have to be willing to look at your business and where you're going from the 20-foot view and make decisions there and then either drop into the doing or hire people to do the doing, which is my favorite recipe. Yeah, well, ex- exactly, exactly. Uh, great points. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I know I can't hear them enough because mm-hmm. I constantly go back into that same thing and, and have to say, okay, wait a second, what am I doing here? You know, I've, I've learned this once or twice or, you know, 20 times <laughs> and still do it. So you know, I think it's, it's an ongoing, it's a work of progress, work, work in uh, progress, isn't it? Yeah, and most um, of us are, by the way, right? Like yeah. we are our best teachers. <laughs> okay, right, exactly. Uh, you have a big online summit coming up. Tell us about that. I love these things you put together. Oh, thank you. You know, it's so much fun to see the, the big epitome, like that massive pivot point when an entrepreneur goes, okay, Shifting into leadership mode is actually powerful. It's exciting, it's exhilarating, and it's actually more of what I want. So I gathered some of my amazing colleagues and friends together to share like what has that journey been like for each of us and what our favorite tip is to be able to expand leadership, to be able to, you know, stay in that place and and um, to think like a powerful leader. And so each of us has our own recipe. We've each mastered something, and we all have tips to help leaders really be able to master the art of leadership, and for some of us, the science. <laughs> so uh, the, it's called Awaken Leader Summit. Wait, sorry, Awaken Leadership Summit. And it's going to be a week-long virtual summit where each day we'll have two to three amazing, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about the lineup of people, including you. (laughs) I was like, oh, Bob's going to be in it, yay. Because, you know, I believe that the more we surround ourselves with people who are thinking the way we could be thinking, the faster our thinking can match that. And we we can literally, like, propel and accelerate our growth by simply surrounding ourselves and kind of like repeating over and over and over again, like you were saying earlier, what could I be doing differently here? How could I think differently here? So it's kind of like having a very powerful coach in a five-day, you know, virtual summit. And each of the interviews are very short. So it's like fast, lightning speed, accelerated thinking. Love it. Good luck with that. I look forward to being a part of it. And I know people will derive a lot of value because everything you put together, my friend, is of exceptional value. Ah, thanks. This will be no exception to the rule. (laughs) (laughs) Melanie Benson, author, speaker, consultant, coach, uh, lots more, and great human being and fantastic friend. Uh, Lots of resources for Melanie to check out in the show notes. Uh, Check out MelanieBenson.com, of course. Also, her upcoming Awaken Leadership Summit. That's at AwakenLeadershipSummit.com, and that information will be in the show notes as well. Melanie, thank you so much. Great continued success, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Bob, and looking forward to connecting with all of our fellow go-givers here. Main takeaway I receive from Melanie is that when it comes right down to it, our prosperity begins in our mind, on the inside, and simply manifests outwardly. 
and it's always a work in progress. How do you do in that regard? Are you able to identify those insidious messages and only see the truth that life is abundant? What can you do to continue working on that? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the new expanded edition of the book. And while you're there, check out John David Manns and my newest book, The Go-Giver Leader. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.